0: Aloha. Welcome to my podcast today. I have a, a delightful guest, Karen Wilson, who Karen and I just had the experience of each writing a chapter in a book called Ignite Forgiveness. And it, it was really a wonderful experience, not only writing about our own instance of forgiveness that, that profoundly affected our lives, but getting to meet all the other people that wrote the other chapters in the book. And the book's quite wonderful. I I highly recommend it. And it is an international bestseller. So it's well worth your time to read and and get. So welcome, Karen. I'm happy to see you today.
1: Thank you so much, Emily. I'm honored to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to your listeners. And before I get started, I just want to say congratulations, because I know that you won uh, first place in the inspiration motivation category for 2022 for the positive change podcast awards for your podcast and i'm really excited for you
0: oh thank you very much it's uh it's really fun to get something like that because it, it actually brings in more listeners and i just love people to, to listen to the podcast so thank you very yes. much for that you're very welcome well deserved oh thank you Well, tell us about you and why you were writing and Ignite
1: Forgiveness. Okay. Uh, Thank you. I am a veteran of working in an administrative environment. And all throughout my life, I felt like I had a story I needed to tell, but I never had the wherewithal or the opportunity to tell it. And after I got out of that environment, I got into the self-development arena And I became a coach, that's actually a trainer, for a program uh, helping people with discovering their core wound, which is their emotional wound, their trauma from childhood, and helping them figure out how to release it. And I went through that process myself in order to become a trainer for the program. And then during that process, I was introduced to Ignite Publications. And I was given the opportunity to write my story, and I was really grateful. Because I had finally gotten to a place where I could do it. And I never thought that would happen. That's
0: really wonderful. I, I know it it uh, it really helped me, too. Because I had I'd been carrying my forgiveness story kind of around in my head. And it was something that I wasn't sure anybody really was going to be interested in. But I felt like it needed to be out there. That people needed to know what I was writing about. And it, just the whole process of doing it and releasing it, it felt like kind of a final frontier for me that that was that was my last thing that I was hanging on to that once I released it by writing it in the book, I just I have felt so much better. I'm so glad that, that I did write about something that was so burdensome. Yes, that's a good word for it.
1: Yes, um, I entitled my story The Ten Ton Boulder because that's how I felt. I felt that it was a huge burden and it was such a catharsis to write the story, to release all those emotions out. And I was really not expecting people to think my story was any big deal. You know, I know it was a big deal for myself, but I really didn't expect that it would be a big deal for anyone else or that it would help them. And when I realized that it was in a book with several other authors, I believe there are 26 of us, and that everybody had a story, not the same all different, but all very challenging, and all of them had to get through it with forgiveness, I thought, wow, this could help people. And that's my goal is to have it help people and having people read the story and come back to me with comments about how inspired they were. I was really surprised they were even affected. And I was surprised at the emotional responses that they told me they had. Yeah, you
0: you have a very... A very deep story. I, I recall people that I knew when I was in high school that had similar things happen to them back back in those days. That's just how things were handled, and I always thought it was wrong. Yes. And, and I just felt terrible for the the people I knew that that went through it. Um, so yes. So, can you tell us a little bit about your
1: situation? Sure. I was an unhappy child growing up in an unhappy family. I was basically not treated with love and kindness and everything that you would expect from parents. And when my parents divorced, I was basically on my own at 13. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother went through her, you know, process of divorcing. My father it took a couple years by the time I was 15. We were living in an apartment. She wasn't even living with us. I had a three-year-old brother to take care of. And I was really not being guided as a child or a teenager in any way. And so, of course, I got pregnant. And in those days, my family felt that it was a scandal. They didn't want to have anything to do with me. Both my parents kicked me out um, and they weren't even living together anymore. And um, my father tried to get me to have an abortion, and by then, I was too far along in my view, and I wouldn't do it. And so I found myself um, having to go live with the man who got me pregnant. And after a very short time, he kicked me out. so I was homeless. And I was just totally distraught because I didn't know what to do. In those days, you're not trained to fend for yourself, basically. You're being raised in a family, or're, you know, not really very knowledgeable about the ways of the world. And so I had to end up on my mother's first cousin's couch um, in her apartment where my mother's first cousin's husband's father was dying in the back room. Mm. And there was nurses going in and out all the time. And, you know, I basically was on a very uncomfortable little couch. in those days, they were very... Very popular. They were brocaded. They had wooden arms, and you know, not really comfortable for comfort's sake. It was for looks, and that's why I had to sleep with my big belly. I had to draw my knees up and try to, you know, be comfortable at night. But I was grateful to have a place. And you know, my my, I called them aunt and uncle for lack of a better word. You know, they took care of me. Um, they got me to a place where I could give the baby up for adoption through the doctor. And I did that. And then when I had to give birth, they basically just dropped me off at the hospital and left me by myself. And it was a terrifying experience throughout my pregnancy. I was having panic attacks every day and I was just about fainting. And I had to keep breathing into paper bags, you know, come back to life. And when I got through the pregnancy and I was in the hospital, I was basically put in a place in the hospital for people who really shouldn't be with everyone else. Scandalous things happen, you know, and these people have to be separated away from everyone. And so I was in this room with discarded furniture and, you know, I couldn't see my baby because I had told the doctor I didn't want to. And then I changed my mind because I thought I really need to see him. And so I finally got to see him and I got to hold him and this amazing experience happened where we looked in each other's eyes and most babies' eyes aren't open. His eyes were open and he and I looked at each other. He knew me and it was this amazing bond that happened between us, this emotional bond. And I could not stop crying. And I had to hand him to the adopting parent. I had to voluntarily hand him over and I was distraught for a long time after that because I knew I'd never see him again. And, you know, I spent a few weeks in my grandmother's apartment recovering. And then at that point, I had to go live on my own. I had to go get a job and fend for myself. And my father had shown up with a piece of paper that said I was an emancipated minor and he was no longer responsible. And here I am. I'm 18 years old. I don't know the first thing about supporting myself and somebody must've paid for the down payment on the apartment across the hall for my aunt, and that's where I ended up. And I went to work, I found a job on Madison Avenue in a advertising company, and I went to work. And you know, I was a receptionist answering phones, and they had to teach me how to do that because I had no idea. And I was supporting myself, but I was grieving. I was constantly grieving and crying for my son that bond between a mother and a son never goes away. And you think, Oh, time will heal. That's baloney. Time doesn't heal anything. It just distances you from you think the memory, but that whole feeling was still in there and it was very strong. And I was crying on his birthdays and, you know, and I thought, no, let me find a detective. Let me see if I can even find him. And in those days, that's all there was. There was no internet. And so I I looked detectives up and they were enormously expensive and I couldn't afford it. I was a working girl. So I just kind of waited and cried for him. And I kind of got into the self-development arena a little bit with some workshops to help myself because I knew I was in my own way, but it really didn't work. And I was in grief for years. And later, when I finally got to a, a place where I found a spiritual path and a mentor, this is in early 2003, I started looking at all of the issues, the emotional issues from my past, parents that ignored me, narcissistic parents that just didn't care about me and left me basically on my own to fend for myself. And the mentor one day said something to me. He said, Karen, you're carrying a 10-ton boulder. You're dragging it behind you. If you want to go anywhere if you want to make progress spiritually or any in any other arena, emotionally or whatever, you have to let go of it. I had to forgive. That was the whole thing I had to forgive. So I went about the process of really going back into my emotions and looking at everything and looking at all of this horrendous experience that I had called childhood and, trying to work on forgiving and I really didn't know how, but I kept trying and eventually I got to the place where I found this personal training. Um, It's called the Infinity Life and I took the training because I thought this could help me because it works on your emotional wounding from childhood and how to release it. And I thought this could help me because so far nothing else had and I'd taken a lot of different courses. So I did that and I became certified as a trainer for the course because it was so effective for me. But I still had my story that I wanted to tell, to write. And finally, um, I met uh, someone, Barbie Layton, who was a very dear friend, who introduced me to the publishing house of Ignite Publishing and the publisher. And so I was given the opportunity to write my story finally. And writing the story was a really interesting thing. I didn't think I was going to have any emotions whatsoever. And I was amazed that all of it started to come up and the emotions came out and I was crying a lot and I was grieving a lot, but it was a catharsis. I was able to release that whole situation. And I was able to get to that place of actually forgiving everyone who was mean to me, everyone who didn't treat me as a human being in my childhood. And the man who got me pregnant, who decided after he got me pregnant, he didn't want to have anything to do with me or the baby. And so I was able to get to that place of forgiving. And the the process of forgiving is so powerful. Because you find out you're the only one suffering. When you have anger or anything else towards someone else, you're the only one suffering. They're not. They could care less. It doesn't affect them. So it's really for yourself that you're doing this process. And so I had to go through it. I did go through it. And as you know, writing your chapter in the book, it was a catharsis for you as well. And the burden was lifted. And so now as I go through my life, I really look at, wow, I can forgive this person. If I get angry, I go back to the forgiveness and say, look at, are they perfect? No. Will they ever act the way you want them to? No. So who is it affecting? Me. So what do I do? I can, I'm the only one in the equation that's going to change. So I have to forgive them. And if I forgive them... Then I'm letting go of that burden that I'm holding on to emotionally. And then I'm in a better place. And that's what it's all about. Oh, that's
0: it's such a powerful story Thank to you. see that uh, there's there's hope for when you do forgive, that it makes a big difference. Huge. I've, yeah, I felt the same way when when I wrote my chapter. And I thought that I had dealt with it. I, thought, I thought that I had done the forgiveness that I needed to do. Yes. And I did a whole lot toward that. I had my chapter had to do with my husband's illness and the mistreatment of it and not being able to get the doctors to pay attention. It was so frustrating.
1: Yes. I re- I read your chapter. It was just heart wrenching.
0: Yeah. by by, you know, going through that and trying to deal with it at the time and at, after he died, I actually wrote everybody, all the doctors, the dialysis center, the people who made the dialysate, everybody. I did depositions. I did all this this stuff because of it. And I thought that doing all that made it so that I could just move past it. And I I had to do all that. I just felt sure. like I had to do. It. And I told him I was going to do that uh, before he died. But when I had the opportunity to write this chapter, I thought, you know what, I'm still carrying it around with me. I haven't dealt with it for me. I no. was dealing with all the things that I felt needed, other people needed to hear, other people needed to know, but I hadn't really dealt with it for me.
1: No. And you were doing that for your husband, too. Mm-hmm. But even though you were doing that for him, it didn't help you.
0: Yeah. So um, I just—it was so powerful to me to to write that. And once once I wrote it, it's like okay, the weight's been lifted, like your boulder. I, I felt the weight was lifted, and yes. I don't need to think about that anymore. I there's nothing I can do about it anymore. I did what I promised that I would do, and now it's time to look at the rest of my life. And it just—the power of forgiveness is amazing, and that's what this book. teaches you the different stories of all the people in there, because they're they're, they're amazing stories of things that people went through.
1: They are. And some of them, as I read them, because I've read them all, some of them, I don't know how they got through it. Even Mm -hmm. with forgiveness, it was just extraordinary. And it's very inspiring. But I have to say um, that after I got into the Internet age, I did look for my son. And I went through many different iterations of internet platforms trying to find him because they are having um, adoption websites out there now. They have them, they've had them now for a long time, since probably the 90s. But I wasn't aware of them, you know. And as I gradually became aware of them, I started looking for him. And so one day, We had just come back from our 10th anniversary cruise, my husband and I, and I was sitting down at the computer in the evening, and I heard this little voice in my inner being that said, get online and look for another website. And I always follow my inner guidance, so I did that. And I found another adoption website, and I joined, and I put in my query, and 36 names came up of young men that were looking for their mothers Mm. and at the very top of the list, the first one was his exact birthday. Oh, wow. And I thought to myself, I'll bet you that's him. I found it. I found him. And so I sent them all the information, you know, I'm looking for my son. He was born on this day. He was born in this place. And this is what hair color he had. And, so forth. He was born at this time. And the next morning, the one with the birth date responded to me and asked me my maiden name. And I thought, Oh my God, he knows it's him. How would he know to ask me that unless he knew? So of course I told him what my maiden name was. And then he responded with, we have to talk. We have a match. Wow. Oh, My, that was the most astounding moment that I could have had other than my happily marrying my husband. That was beyond anything I expected because I really honestly never expected to find him. And that was just incredible. And we did talk and we were on the phone for 45 minutes and I had an appointment and I had to leave and I really didn't want to hang up. And we started talking and I told him, go get your DNA test. I got mine and um, he immediately ordered it. And then three weeks later, sure enough, it came back positive that we were mother and son. Wow. So I can't get I can't talk about it without getting emotional. But my husband and I hopped on a plane. It was Labor Day weekend, 2018, August 31st. And um, we hopped on a plane and we took a red eye and we went back east and we arrived early in the morning. We're both exhausted and we went to the hotel and freshened up and he met us at the hotel and I was reunited. Wow. With him. Yeah. Wow, that's so incredible. It is. it, It was a miracle, a real miracle. Because finding your child is a needle in a haystack, you know, and he was looking for me, too. He had looked for me three years prior on that website and I hadn't answered him. So he gave up and he forgot about it. So he didn't expect that email. And it was amazing to meet him. And I found out I had two beautiful grandkids. And I got to meet them. So I now know who he is, where he is, his phone number, his name, all the things that plagued me throughout all of those years of not knowing, even if he was alive. And so now we're in contact. I have you know, contact with him often, and it's very satisfying to have that contact. Um, the relationship is progressing, let's say that.
0: Yeah, I would think it would, would take a
1: minute after all those years to, oh, to yes. get to
0: know each other. Oh, yes. Yeah. Those, those um, websites that they like, it's 23andMe and Ancestry and those sorts of websites are amazing. I have a, a friend who's older than I am who was adopted, and she always wanted to know something about her adoptive parents, and her mother wouldn't allow her to know anything. Oh. And it it took a, a long time, and finally uh, her mom died, and... Her, her real mom also died. Not real mom. Her blood mom and her, her biological mother. Her biological mother and her adoptive mother both died, and she was finally able to get through on on one of those websites and discovered that she had siblings. And wow. she went. We lived on Maui, and she went to the mainland and met them. That's after marvelous. all those years and she was sad that she didn't get to meet her her birth mother but yeah. that was her birth mother's choice as was her her mom didn't want her her mom her her adoptive mom wanted to be thought of as her mom so she didn't want her to know anything else but oh. it, uh, and I, I don't know if they've even stayed in touch. But she, just to have the opportunity to realize she was connected and to know who it was, it was like grounding for her.
1: Yes, it's a really interesting thing to go through that process because all of that time prior, I wonder, is he alive? Who is he? Where is he? Because I didn't name him. I didn't think that was right because if someone's adopting him, they should name him. So I allowed them to do that. And I didn't know who he was or anything. So finding him was even more tricky. Oh, yeah. But all those years of wondering, finally, to know. That was such a relief. And to actually meet him. Wow. That was amazing. And I, I just felt like that was a complete co- closure of that whole chapter in my life. Complete.
0: Um, that That's so so nice to be able to get things brought together like that. I know um, I just had an experience with, I think it was Ancestry.com. Somebody had given me that for my birthday years ago, and I had submitted it. And the stuff that they gave back to me about who I was didn't quite resonate. It didn't seem quite right. But I just recently... I started getting every once in a while from from Ancestry.com, well, you've got a hint, you know, you sign up for our services and you can find out what your hint is. And That's right. I thought, I I don't, you know, I'm not sure that I know anybody that I'm looking for. But I I opened one of the emails last week and I found a, a picture, a picture of my husband came up. That wow. uh, my husband was a lot older than I was, and so I had no idea what he looked like, except for some pictures of him as a young man, but he didn't have very many pictures of him as a young man. It was uh-huh. a beautiful, beautiful picture of him as a young man that I'd never seen before.
1: Oh, was that the one that you posted? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was it, very handsome. Yeah, it,
0: it just tickled me to get to see that picture after all this time, that... Uh, and I, I sent it to his his cousins. His all of his cousins are still around, and they they were just thrilled to to get it too because they I don't marvelous? think they'd seen it either. I have no idea of where it came from and how it happened to get on there, but Isn't it was that marvelous. We really need to see.
1: Yes, yes, and you know it's such a a wonderful feeling to feel that connection. Mm-hmm. You know and. I think even though you might not have felt it was resonating at the time, obviously they must be on the right track.
0: Yeah, there's there's something going right. I did see one of my father's military records, which was interesting because he, my dad didn't know how old he was, so he made up his age when he went into the military. Oh, that's
1: um, funny. A lot of people so, did that. Yeah,
0: so his military records were were his his age he went by that for his whole life and i got to actually see the military record where he had done that wow he, he met a cousin that he had known when he was very young and hadn't seen in you know 60 years or something and they were talking about how old they were and dad said something and his cousin said you're not that age he said we were the same age and it, you know, we were born at the same time and all this this stuff. And so yes. dad, dad turned out to be, I don't remember whether it was a year older or a year younger, according to this cousin. But he said, I don't know whether I can believe him any more than <laughs> anything else. Because he just, he really didn't know. His his mom had died when he was very, very young. And the family wow. was a, a itinerant and didn't have any records of anything. So he he really didn't know. But it's, That's it's interesting how things come up.
1: That's totally amazing. Wow. And how old was he? Was he older or younger than he thought?
0: He, I, I don't remember. It was, it was one year. I remember it was one year either way. I think he was a year older than he thought. I'm pretty sure he was a year older.
1: Wow. So he wasn't far off.
0: Yeah, wasn't far off. But it's just interesting how things turn out and how we were able to find out more things than we ever used to be able to
1: yes and you know it's a miracle it's it's insane that they have this information on everybody and they can find people that are a match for you and they can tell you who you are basically
0: yeah i i think it's interesting how they keep coming up with these hints for me it's like you know i i think i i subscribed for like a month or something, it was a free trial thing when, when I first got the kit and so that I could just see what the results were. And that's that's the only time I ever was a member of it. But they, they still send me every once in a while, they'll say, well, we've
1: got this hint for you. So I see hints too, all the time from old newspaper clippings and you know regist- registrations from different things that you would never think about. And at some point, I really do want to join and look at all of them. Because I have a very interesting history um, and I have created my family tree on there. And of course, I'm going to add my son and my grandchildren. But I have to tell you, the bond that I made with my granddaughter was really amazing. Obviously, she'd never met me or ever seen me before. And she wasn't feeling well. She just got new glasses and we were driving to dinner and I said, come up here and sit next to me. Let's open the window. Let's take the glasses off and let's get you some fresh air. I put my arm around her and she was totally happy with that. And she, it's like she knew I was related. Yeah. And she was willing to sit on my lap. She was eight years old when I met her. She was willing to sit on my lap at dinner. And the thrill of that was amazing. Wow. And my son's girlfriend said, I don't know how you got her to do that. You just met her. And I've been trying to get her to do that for a year. Wow. Blood. Wow. You know, blood. So that's the, that's the bond of blood. It never goes away. It's always there. And that's a comfort to me. That's a comfort to me that I know my son knows who I am. And one of these days i'm hoping to visit again and be able to you know resume the relationship mhm you know but i know where he is i know his name i know his number i know what he looks like you know it's satisfying to have that mystery solved yeah and what a miracle oh yeah that was a
0: amazing absolutely amazing
1: a miracle Yes. And I'm very grateful for it. But the forgiveness, I have to say that for the rest of my life, I'm going to be using that technique. Everybody isn't perfect. And I have come to realize that if you look at people as who they really are and you really see them for who they are, then you can forgive them because then you can realize that they probably were unhappy too. And they didn't know how to deal with it at all. Yeah. And and no one's perfect. So I look at forgiveness as acceptance. If you can really look at people and accept them, then it's really easy to forgive them.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful way to put it. That really is. Yes, thank you. Oh, well, thank you for being on the show today. I, I really appreciate you coming and sharing that, sharing such a personal story with us and and to talk about the value and the purpose of forgiveness. it's it's really a nice thing to be able to to take advantage of.
1: yes. and I do have the book on my website if I may mm-hmm. it's h t t p s forward slash, forward slash, com.
0: Okay, great. And we will also have that in the show notes so that you can just look in the show notes and click there and be able to go
1: uh, right there to, Wonderful. to Karen. Thank you. I appreciate the HTTPS, colon forward slash, forward slash part because there's over a hundred wilson.com online. Oh, really?
0: <laughs>
1: That's amazing. I know. If you don't put that HT part in front, you don't find me but if you do you go right to it
0: oh wow well that's great so yes. hopefully lots of people will look you up and
1: hopefully um, so
0: yes and I'm, so. I'm grateful to have you here and i'll see my listeners are here my listeners next week thanks for listening do you want more comfort support and happiness join the grief and happiness alliance